Hey, what's going on? It is at the letters for Monday, May 10th. Arden Zwelling and Ben Nicholson Smith, our producers today, are Andrew Norton and Mike Dasoni, and uh, an assist as well from Amal Delich. Ben, just a quick episode here today. We're still going to do our regular episode later in the week. We've got an opportunity today to talk to Brendan Gallagher of the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Hockey fans obviously will know who he is. Down the right wing goes Gallagher, fires and scores! Might not know, diehard baseball fan, huge Blue Jays fan. So we're going to shoot the breeze a little bit with him about baseball. But Ben, since we're here, since we're coming off of a Blue Jays weekend series in Houston, uh, let's hear your thoughts on it, man. What are your takeaways from from what you saw from the club over the weekend and, and where things stand today? The big one for me is Nate Pearson and just the debut that he made, obviously long awaited whenever Pearson pitches that's a big deal for this team and it really didn't go well on Sunday. I know you wrote about it and we were both watching that game closely and you know he just had so much trouble locating. He had no idea where the ball was going consistently. He walked in a run. He walked I want to say five yep. batters total on the day with zero strikeouts like a bad combination. That's a really rough start. Um, of course there are a lot of really good pitchers who in the course of their development are going to have rough starts. So Nate Pearson, it's worth remembering, is still one of the top pitching prospects in baseball, is still somebody who can throw the ball 98, 99, 100 miles an hour, 101 miles an hour. He has that ability. He has the great slider. So you've got a lot to work with and these things take time. But at the same time, it's disappointing that he didn't pitch well in that first game of the year. And it really wasn't good. It was not a good performance whatsoever. I'm not reading too, too much into it. I think in the course of the months that come from now and the end of the season, he'll have lots of chances to redeem himself. But as debuts go, that was a pretty rough one. Young pitchers, man. He's 24 years old. Like you think about the massive fluctuations in performance you can see at this stage in a guy's career. Remember his big league outing most recently prior to the one on Sunday where he didn't look good at all was against the Tampa Bay Rays in the postseason when he struck out five of six and was like laughably dominant. Right. He had like 16 swinging strikes in the span of a couple batters. It was insane. Uh, and then he goes out and, uh, you know, faces the uh, the Astros here on the weekend and he had one swinging strike, uh, you know, in the course of his outing. So you get these fluctuations early in a career when a guy's getting used to the big league level. Obviously, you can't read too much into it and you have to let things play out. Obviously, he's still a work in progress and, and still developing. I guess the most interesting thing for me is just how the Blue Jays progress going forward. Forward because it's not only like a Nate Pearson issue, like it's a pitching staff issue and it's an innings issue and a workload issue, right? So yep. now the Blue Jays kind of have to figure out, well, if his next start is coming at the big league level, as I think we all expect it will be, well, do we need to have like an Anthony Kay rested in the bullpen? on that day because then that is now a, another consideration that you need to make just in case Nate Pearson goes back out and has a similar performance and has to be out of there quickly again. I mean, if he's only getting seven outs, you got a whole bunch more to cover behind him. The Blue Jays had to throw almost six innings out of the bullpen behind Nate Pearson on Sunday. So that's kind of the the interesting uh, fallout for me is just how they approach his next outing and, and how they prepare for that. Yeah, exactly. Because they need to win games too. And it's one thing, you know, we both agree and see the big picture here. These things take time. It's okay. Look at Lucas Giolito. Look at Roy Halladay. If you want to go back that far, there are a lot of great pitchers who need time. So that part of it's okay. But 
You got to win games in 2021. The Blue Jays are trying to win the World Series this year. They're trying to win the American League East this year. No one's won it yet. It's still up for grabs. And so that means that they need to put the best team they can on the field. And at the very least, I think the strategy that you're outlining there makes sense, Arden, where it's like, okay, Pearson might start, but you have Anthony Kay or Trent Thornton or some other pitcher who's there ready just in case. All right, let's get to our guest, Brendan Gallagher, who plays for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. He's played in the NHL for a number of seasons now. Uh, He's currently injured, but he's working his way back, hoping to rejoin the Habs in the playoffs, which they haven't technically qualified for yet, but I think they need like a point as we sit here today. And they're going to be there and they're going to be fine. They're going to be in the playoffs, which are going to be starting up pretty soon, which is very exciting. We're not going to talk to him too much about that. We're actually going to talk to him about baseball, his love of the Blue Jays. So all that and much more when we talk to Brandon Gallagher after this on At The Letters. All right, Brendan Gallagher is with us. Uh, You may know him from playing in the NHL, but we know him as a baseball fan and as a uh, diehard Blue Jays fan, in fact. So, uh, Brendan, thanks so much for joining us. Just tell us kind of the the history of you and the sport and the backstory and, you know, how you started to to love it and what it means to you today. Yeah, I've loved ball uh, my whole life. Um, you know, probably more so than hockey. I just happened to be better at hockey. Uh, but it, when it was summertime, it was time for baseball. Uh, you know, those were some of the best days of my childhood. Uh, it was always kind of my mom's sport, so it was a way for her to connect to it. And you know, growing up, I played right up until I was about uh, 16 years old, and I kind of had to stop for for junior hockey. But I uh, loved the game, loved everything about it. Uh, you know, the the relaxed kind of style, the um, and then the intensity that comes with it at the same time. It was something that I I, I really just fell in love with from from day one. Awesome. Well, you're definitely speaking to a couple of uh, big baseball fans here. Um, but, you know, I'd love to hear your uh, your scouting report of yourself as a baseball player, because we've obviously seen you on the ice. We know what kind of hockey player you are. But uh, as, a, as a ball player, what were you like? Obviously not good enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, fast, easy, uh, yeah. you know, hit at the top of the order. Played shortstop, played a little catcher. Uh, I kind of loved, uh, you know, being involved in the action and didn't love hanging out in the field all that much. Uh, I still do play a little bit, uh, slow pitch, but it's co-ed uh, with my sister. So I, you know, I put up some good numbers in that league nice. for the most part. Uh, my baseball career wasn't very good, but just loved the game. I'm trying to picture you as a ball player. So you're a right-handed thrower? Uh, yeah, right-handed thrower. And then hitting? Hitting, I hit right-handed, do everything pretty much right-handed. So, okay. um yeah, I didn't didn't hit too many home runs. Had a couple, but not too many. Uh, I was more so there to get on base and see what I could do. Nice. Ben's trying to figure out where to put you on his draft board. Yeah, exactly. I'd be more comfortable down at the bottom, you know, maybe yeah. sneak me in. Maybe I could be a sleeper. <laughs> I don't want the expectations. Yeah. <laughs> How did you find the difference in the physical grind between baseball and, and hockey? I mean, how did that kind of hold up for you? Uh, I mean, that's why baseball was so perfect for me. Uh, you know, obviously the way I play in hockey – I get beat up quite a bit. I have to play a physical brand. I also played a little bit of lacrosse. Uh, my parents, my dad got me out of that pretty quickly. Uh, you know, it was just too much on my body uh, going winter, summer, uh, hockey, lacrosse, but going to ball. It was a way for me to compete, um, you know, be active, play sports, which I think is, is so important no matter what sport you are, uh, you know, just to play all sports to kind of 
you know, it makes you a better athlete, but it uh, gives you an understanding of, of different things needed. And, and the comparison with, with hockey to ball was um, you know, obviously a less physical sport, but a, a sport that I felt like I was able to compete at and still bring up the, the competitive juices. So, you know, like I said, right from day one, just really fell in love with the game. That's awesome. So it seems that there are a lot of hockey players who are Jays fans, and that's me from the outside looking in. But um, do you think that's accurate? Because I get the sense that, like, that the Jays might actually be quite a popular team within the NHL. Especially in Canada, I think for any kid growing up in Canada, um, you know, you talk on our team. Uh, we have a we were a pretty good team for talking ball. Uh, Shea Weber's a huge Jays fan. Nice. Uh, Jeff Petrie, who's uh, dad Dan, was obviously a you know an all star. Right. Uh, it, it was pretty cool. Last year, he took us out uh, to batting practice at the the Tigers spring training facility, and he threw some pitches to us. And I couldn't have been more impressed with his stamina. He threw uh, well over a hundred pitches wow. to us because we just couldn't get enough of it. And, but in our locker room, definitely a lot of Jays fans, a little bit of other stuff going on. But for the most part, it's, it's mostly Jays. So you're dealing with the recovery process right now from a thumb issue. And I'm curious if you can kind of relate to what's happening in MLB this season. Like we've seen injuries, you know, just like crazy with, with every team. And it's such a demanding sport playing it every day. I wonder if you, you know, just being a professional athlete, sort of relate a bit more than the common fan to what a lot of these guys are going through. Yeah, I think, you know, in a sense, it was it was almost predictable. It was predictable for us, our team's going through it, and I think in baseball as well. Whenever you, you don't have a, a normal offseason like we've had, you don't have a normal training camp or spring training, um, you know, like they've they've been used to for so many years, uh, your body just it, it relies on these things and it gets accustomed to these things. So I think the injuries were something that, you know, it, it sucks to say, but I think it's probably a little bit predictable and something that as athletes you just kind of got to deal with and handle with uh, the best you can. But how tough is it when you're when your training like that is disrupted, right? You're not in your normal routine. Like I think we're seeing that a lot with baseball players. Yeah, it's it's the hardest thing for us. We're such a creature of habit. Um, you know, you, you do the same thing day after day for for pretty much your whole lives, and then when you get taken out of that, and especially when injuries happen, the mental side of it is uh, it's really tough. So, um, you know, going through a little bit myself right now, and uh, that's that's pretty much relatable through all sports is. You know, when you when you are hurt, uh, the process of getting back and getting back to 100 percent, it's uh, it's wearing on you. And it's uh, it's definitely tough and, and probably the worst thing that we have to go through, which, you know, in the big scheme of things, isn't the worst thing. But for us, it's uh, it's not the funnest. In the trends in the game in baseball, it seems like there's almost this push toward, you know, max effort where it's like, you know, in the past, they might have had pitchers going out there. They throw 125 pitches, but, you know, they're not going like super, super max effort each time. But now it's like, as you know, I mean, they're just throwing 95 with these crazy sliders. They never take a playoff. Is there a comparison to that in hockey? Like certainly when I watch, it seems like the game is so fast, so intense. Is there a shift that's happened there as well? I think players are just getting better and better. Uh, there's just so much more information and knowledge, yeah. um, you know, throughout all sports. And kids are coming up and they're they're better than they, they were each and every single year. Um, you know, the, the training opportunities and the information that they have, it's, uh, you know, it's competitive. And guys, you really don't want to lose your spot. So uh, the competitive juices that we all have as athletes, uh, you know, it's going to show and, and guys are kind of forced to, to work for your job every single night. And I think that uh, that raises the, the level of play for the fans for sure. I think you're, you get to see a, a high caliber game each night. Uh, for the players, I think there's uh, there's just that sense of urgency that, you know, you don't want some kid coming up and, and showing you up. So you got to kind of leave it all on the ice for us or the field for them. For sure. How different is the uh, the recovery aspect nowadays than maybe it was when you were in junior or first breaking in, you know, thinking about how you sleep, how you eat, all those kinds of things? Ooh, 
I mean, we, uh, I'm, I'm sure baseball is the same way, but we, uh, we've started hiring people for all these positions. Uh, you know, you have nutritionists, you have doctors that are on call and they're available. If you're having trouble sleeping, you know, they'll take care of that. They'll give you something to, to help you out. If you're getting back from injuries, uh, speeding those things up and, and, uh, the nutritionist side of things, there's just, there's so many different things that teams are looking to get a little bit of an edge, uh, that they're hiring people for these positions to specifically talk about. And if players ever uh, have these questions or concerned, uh, you know, it couldn't be easier to, you know, to, to use these, these people that are put in these positions. That's awesome. And so, you know, it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seems like you're a pretty big sports fan across the board. Um, I'm seeing maybe a Tiger Woods hat on you right now. Oh, yeah. I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen a Cincinnati Bengals tweet or two on your Twitter account. And obviously, you know, you're, you're a Jays fan, a baseball fan. So I'm just wondering, like when you're watching, watching a sport, whatever it is, it's not hockey, let's set hockey aside. But if you're watching another sport, what is it that you're watching for? Like, what are the little things that you kind of zone in on and try to watch for? You know, for me, it's nice watching all these other sports because you get to feel what the fans are like. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially playing in Montreal here, we kind of understand, you know, how passionate they are about our teams. And you kind of get to feel these same feelings that they're feeling for these other teams. And when I'm watching players, uh, you know, I, you really just want to see that they, uh, you know, I talk about this a lot, but that they compete and that they care. Yeah. Uh, you know, mistakes are going to happen out there, but when you get a player playing for your team that uh, kind of leaves it all out there and will will really uh, just give it his all, uh, you know, you never blame a guy for a mistake, but you can blame a guy for effort. And when you're when you're cheering for these guys and they really are, uh, you know, playing to you know give you joy, uh, but trying to win, it's uh, you know it's something I like rooting for. So when you're watching baseball, what are some of the competitive aspects that kind of you admire most? Like as an athlete, like what sort of impresses you most about how baseball athletes perform? I, I love the strategy behind the game, but I love, I mean, I love seeing a guy bust to first base and try to beat out a, an infield single, uh, especially the star players, because they don't have to. Um, but it's something you look for. You'd just like to see the hustle and uh, the strategy come into play. I think it's, uh, you know, as a fan, that's something that, that you can appreciate when you have, when you know, when you're an athlete in another sport. You know, sometimes things aren't always going right, but if you can see a guy, uh, you know, even if he, if he lays down a bunt and moves up a teammate or, um, you know, maybe grounds out, but to the right side of the field. So the player can move up, you know, it's just little things like that, that, um, you know, I take appreciation for because, you know, it's not going to help his stats, but he's kind of, you know, he's just trying to win a game and as fans, it's really all you want. For sure. So, so to this point in the season, Jays have been winning more than they've been losing. They're playing pretty well. I'd love to hear your impressions. What's your take on this 2021 team? Well, they're hanging around. They've had, uh, you know, a ton of injuries they've had to deal with. And, yeah. you know, they're just kind of kind of sniffing around. I think the the Red Sox are leading the division right now. You know, hopefully they can come back to us. And then that, that pack is all there. So it's it's right there for them. Uh, get healthy. I think, you know, all those fans have a lot of confidence in this lineup. So it's they're fun to watch every night. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're entertaining. They're exciting. And I think this is a team that can win. So let's be honest now as a Blue Jays fan, coming out of 15 and 16 and the little bit of the teardown, the little rebuild the club went through, did you keep the faith? And did you believe in the plan? You mentioned I'm a fan of the Bengals. So I'm a fan of some pretty poor sports fans. <laughs> <laughs> I always believe in them no matter what. Uh, so I did, but I also had my doubts. I mean, I was a, I was a huge Josh Donaldson fan. I think everyone was. Um, you know, he, for what he brought the city, and uh, there's just so many plays. You talk about the hustle and, and the talent level. Uh, so see him go with stuff. Uh, but they brought in a bunch of young players that now you, you kind of feel the same way about. So uh, I believed, had my doubts, like any fan does, but you just trust the process. And, you, you know, those guys are – are paid uh, quite a fair amount of money to, to make those decisions, not us. So I just cheer them on. For sure. So do you have like among the kind of young core that's emerged since um, 
since that last team with Batista and Donaldson and Eddie. Um, you know, now they've got Vlad and they got Bo and Pearson and Ryu. Any of those guys kind of jump out to you? Like if you're buying a Jays jersey, for example, like what are you gravitating toward? Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm a Bo Bichette guy. Nice. Uh, I like the way he plays. Uh, does a little bit of everything. So it's uh, he's entertaining to watch. Uh, you know, brings some pop, hits the ball well. Uh, you know, I know he's had a tough year, but I think he's, I think he's, he'll be a decent fielder. Yeah. Made some errors, but I'm not holding that against him. I think, uh, it's kind of a guy that will probably cheer for going forward. I think a lot of longtime baseball fans are kind of having trouble watching the game these days with the amount of bullpenning and, uh, you know, the amount of, you know, interruptions and in play and everything like that. I mean, how have you kind of found the experience of just watching a game with pitching changes and with how strategy is changing and how it's kind of evolving in 2021? I always get frustrated when people say they need to speed the game up. It's it's not what baseball is about. Uh, you know, they're watching a game. Who cares if it's, uh, you know, three hours, three and a half hours for me. I do like the rule where the pitcher has to come in and face three batters. Uh, I do like that. The extra innings rules, I don't know. I know that they're speeded up for the playoffs, but, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of impartial on that. For the most part, I enjoy the strategy. You know, you put yourself in that situation. If they were shifting against you, you'd like to think uh, you could beat it. You know, it's a challenge. Uh, that stuff is that all the, the specialist pitchers that come in, it's a challenge for you as an athlete. So you like to think that these guys feel the same way and, you know, find a way to beat it. It sounds like you're watching a lot of baseball. I've had a lot of downtime. <laughs> <laughs> Good, making the most of it, making the most of it. That's awesome. But, you know, you're now you guys are in your season, then hopefully your playoff run goes on and then you'll have summer where you can really focus on or, you know, let baseball take over your life as much as you want it to. So what what are your favorite ways in the course of a long season to enjoy it? Is it kicking back with a couple beverages? Is it going to the ballpark? You know, once it's safe to do that, what do you kind of go to? I love being at the ballpark. Uh, our family actually has taken pre-COVID. Uh, we used to take trips every year to go watch the Jays. Nice. Uh, so we, we went on a streak there. We saw a lot of World uh, Series championship teams. We went to uh, Wrigley, went to Fenway. Nice. Uh, we went to Houston, been to Seattle because it's just a quick drive down from Vancouver where I spend my time. So we've, we've seen uh, the Jays play in these parks and it's, it's so cool how the Jays fans travel. Yeah. Uh, everyone there is wearing their blue and uh, just a fun atmosphere to be a part of. So if I can be at the park, uh, I usually don't stay in your seat. I like to kind of move around and, yeah. uh, you know, take in the game from different areas. But it's, uh, you know, it's fun to be there. Yeah, it's tough to beat the ballpark. So what's your top park then that you've been to? <sighs> you know, I get asked this a lot. I think it's Wrigley. Uh, we we all said the same thing. When you walked in there, it just, it just felt like a ballpark. It smelled like a ballpark. Uh, the fans were, they were awesome to us. They treated us great probably because they were much better. Uh, we weren't much of a threat to them that year, but uh, they were, uh, they made it fun. It was a fun trip. I mean, we've had fun everywhere we've gone, but uh, we loved Wrigley probably the most. So in baseball, the ballparks are such a big part of the experience. And like you're talking about going on uh, trips to see the ballparks and see these teams. Certainly I've gone on ballpark trips and it's such a fun part of the experience is just to see that. Is there an analog to that in hockey like is that as much a part of it and i guess what's your favorite hockey arena aside from the bell center which you know we'll make that your number one but is there another one that you've played in ever that you kind of gravitate toward yeah it, it's different so i i love uh playing in boston at td gardens you know there are habs fans there but yeah uh, you know the Bruins fans make it fun because of the hatred they have. There's just such a rivalry between the two teams, and as players, you can feel it from the fans. Uh, you know, Toronto's a little bit the same way for us when we go, but it's nothing really compares to Boston. I think the the Boston fans are uh, they're kind of in a world of their own for us, and um, you know our fans our fans travel pretty good no matter where we go. But when we go to Boston, they're you know they have to be a little bit quieter because they uh, the Boston faithful kind of take over. So it's it's fun as a player to to have the opportunity to kind of shut them up. 
I'm sure when you're on the ice and you're kind of in the heat of the moment, you're not here in the crowd at all. But I feel like for, you know, an MLB outfielder, it's kind of hard not to hear the crowd, not to hear the chirps in certain places. Do you, uh, <laughs> do you relate to that a little bit? Uh, a little bit. Um, I would say the comparable for us is when you're, when you take a penalty and you go sit in the box for a couple minutes, that's when the fans can really let you know on the bench, you're kind of protected there. There's a little bit of distance, but when you're in that penalty box, it's you uh, all alone in there. The team's in your zone for two minutes. And, um, you know, I've heard it a few times, the chirps that you get and it, uh, you know, you never want to be there, but it's, it's pretty funny at the same time. That's awesome. So, you know, you mentioned the fans and obviously it's been so different and I, nobody wants, you know, fans to have to um, miss out on the experience of seeing uh, ball games or hockey games in person. Hopefully that can safely be done at some point. But how much of an adjustment was that for you to get used to playing in arenas where, you know, your whole life or I guess probably since you were a teenager, you're playing in full places and now it's like very distanced. Yeah, it's, you know, as much as you do it, uh, you get a little bit used to it, but you never really fully adjust. I mean, we've been, uh, especially playing at the Bell Center Montreal, yeah. you know, it's, it's probably the loudest rink in the league. You just can't compare anything to stepping on the ice, especially come playoff time uh, with a full building. So last year, the playoff bubble, uh, you know, the intensity of the games are obviously high enough to keep you engaged, but it's, you take out that aspects of fans, uh, you know, it's just not as cool. So it's, uh, we're definitely looking forward to getting back to full buildings and hopefully sooner rather than later, we can play in front of them again. Well, I wonder if you're looking forward to this or not, because uh, you haven't had people like me and Ben <laughs> in your space in the dressing room in a little while. And, uh, you know, that's probably a bit of a nice thing for you guys. Uh, are you going to be able to go back to having the media around and being as much of a presence as we once were? Yeah, we've we've talked about how much we've enjoyed that and how we can keep the you know we do we, they they take us aside we do our press conferences and uh, you know the questions are always a little bit shorter and you know you got a little bit more space to breathe it's a little bit more relaxing the dressing room is kind of yours but um, you know I'm sure I'm sure when uh, the media get back in the room well. Uh, we'll handle it properly, but we've kind of enjoyed the the away time. Yeah, it's it's obviously one of those things that you know you could never have anticipated. But um, I guess in so many ways, everything has has shifted. Have you, in the course of I guess the last eighteen months or so, um, have there been any other like habits personally for yourself or with the team that you guys think you might hold on to and carry forward beyond COVID? Oh, there's so much we're <laughs> looking forward to getting rid of. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not, honestly. I think, you know, you know, there's just things that we miss, uh, going on the road and going to dinner with the guys. Uh, you know, it's little things like that, that, uh, that make playing in the NHL so cool. You know, you get to go to these different restaurants and, and spend this time with the guys. Uh, you get to hang around the locker room a little bit more, you know, without masks on. So it's, uh, there's just so much I think we're looking forward to getting rid of. We might not keep any of it. I wonder if at the same time, a little bit less travel is maybe something you've felt in a positive way on your body at all in terms of a few, you know, fewer flights or fewer time zone hopping around. Like, is that something that's been an impact for you? Yeah, I think that's something we actually uh, we've talked about with our PA and, you know, we're discussing if it's possible uh, going forward is, you know, the baseball style schedule is, you know, maybe not playing a team three, four times, but you can play them twice in a row in the same building and limit the travel. I think as players, uh, that is something we've appreciated. It's been it's nice kind of getting settled in a city and, and being able to you know spend a few nights there. So I think, uh, you know, going forward as players, that's something we would, we'd be open to. And with the North division, it seems like that was kind of a one-off, but there was initially this like huge amount of novelty and it was the coolest thing that it was all Canadian teams, especially for Canadian hockey fans. As a player, did it kind of get like, okay, we're seeing these guys again? Like it's, did it get repetitive at all? Oh yeah. Not only that, I mean, you turn on the TV and it's the same teams on the highlights. It's the same guys you play. I mean, you play a team, 
nine times and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know you just develop this hatred for them so it's uh you know it's it's fun come playoff time but for the regular season i think uh you know it was a grind for sure we've enjoyed it it's been fun i think it's been great for the fans to get engaged and it has created a lot but um it's it's a lot seeing a team that many times for sure with the playoffs starting up here in about a week or two, uh, is there anything from last year's experience that you think can be kind of carried forward and, and applied to, to this year's postseason? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what you have to learn from. There was a style of play that we, we brought to our game, uh, you know, specifically for playoff hockey. And we had guys step up and feel comfortable in those opportunities. So going forward, you, you rely on all that experience. It's, it's such a hard trophy to win. I don't want to let you go without asking you if because you've seen these guys take some swings in some cases, you know, which hockey players are the best all around athletes. Are there any hockey players that stand out in your mind as guys who, you know, actually could? I'm not saying like step onto a major league field today and be a major league player, but would have, you know, that skill set that if they had gone down that path, maybe they could be major league players. Well, if I had to pick a major league player, I'd. I'd say Jeff Petrie, yeah. uh, just because you know I feel like I feel like the Petrie genes, yep. uh, and he played a, he played a lot of ball growing up. And the other guy on our team, you know, Shea Weber's an unbelievable athlete. I, I don't know about now; yeah. he's getting older. <laughs> uh, his body might might not be able to handle it, but you watch him throw a football or hit a baseball or throw like he's he just does everything well. And he's he's uh, you know I hate saying this, I hope he never hears it, but he's a uh, you know he's a hell of an athlete. So I think yeah. if I had to pick a guy, it'd be it'd be one of those two. I don't know if you know uh, Steven Stamkos at all, but I think he took BP a couple summers ago and actually like hit a couple out. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen some clips of that. There's no doubt in my mind. Webbs, I've seen him hit a ball. He matches a baseball. Yeah. Uh, when we did batting practice there with Dan, it was every third, <laughs> fourth pitch was gone, and then he got in a groove. So it was, uh, he he can crush a baseball pretty good. PD got one out as well. It's a little harder when they start spinning it though, and when the curveballs start. Yeah, coming that's in. <laughs> that's exactly. I think he'd have. A, I don't know if he'd make contact, but if he does, it's going a long way. <laughs> Well, uh, we thank you for your time. You can get Brendan on Twitter at BGalley17. And uh, best of luck in the playoffs, my man. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Our thanks to Brandon Gallagher for taking the time to talk to us today. Super interesting to hear about who his uh, prospects are in the hockey world, you know, who can make the crossover to play in baseball. Uh, ben and I are going to be back later this week. Just our normal episode covering uh, everything that's happening with the Toronto Blue Jays. This was just kind of a, a special opportunity that we wanted to take. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to talk to you all then. But want to thank Andrew Norton for producing, Mike Tassoni, Amal Delich, as always. You know Ben on Twitter at Nicholson Smith. I'm on Twitter at Arden Zwelling and we will talk to you next time on at the letters.